Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at season four, episode one, The Two Mrs. Cranes, in which a case of mistaken identity goes to new heights when Daphne is visited by a former flame. Now, probably the most discussed aspect of this episode, Key, is Clive Roddy's accent. Um, which I don't want to, I'm not sure how much time we want to spend on this in the review because what, what can we add to the, to the discourse? But I do want to ask, do you have a favourite accent, generally speaking, from around the world? Oh, okay. Accent? I've quite a few. I like. I like a nice Australian, New Zealand accent. I think they're very mm, chill. Hamish will love that. Ha- yeah, Hamish accent's lovely. Um, <laughs> and the podcasts I generally tend to listen to Hmm. tend to be Australian, New Zealand mm-hmm. podcasts. That's I think interesting, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I, in terms of like British accents, love a Geordie accent, that's mm. nice. And I like an Irish accent. Mm. Northern, Southern, well, Northern um, or Irish, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say more Southern Irish, just because that's uh, half of my family is Southern Irish, so mm. uh, I'm more used to that one, but I do like a Northern Irish accent as well. I've got a friend who's Northern Irish, and I quite like her accent. So. I think both got a real nice lilt to them, you know. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Um, so it and... just depends if they're an Eamon Holmes or they're a, you know, <laughs> James Nesbitt. <laughs> I don't know. It's naming Irish actors now. So, um, yeah, I would go with Irish, Geordie, Australia, mm. New Zealand. And I'm going to say, weirdly enough, Denmark, Danish accent. I like the Danish and, accent. And to be clear, I think no, that's probably if we've got any Danish listeners. I'm sure they're going to go. Well, the difference between a Copenhagen accent and uh, yeah, somewhere yeah. else in Denmark accent. But um, like I don't know, just everything sounds so chilled in Danish. It's I always see an advert for this guy who owns a sunglasses brand on Instagram, and he has a Danish accent, and I see him all the time, and he's got a good accent. So um, you've said one of my 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 favorite accent from this country. Gordy. You know, we must have talked about this. I think no, he's have. just a great actor. I've never met anyone who doesn't like the Geordie accent. Really? Yeah, yeah, I just love it. And obviously we have family connections to Newcastle, so it, it feels like, you know, it feels familiar when you hear it. Um, I, you know, I don't want to offend anyone by saying which accents I really don't like. I was going to say, should we say, do that? Are we going to annoy a lot of people? I feel so. like that would just be, you know, too, too just unnecessarily negative. But um, I mean, we have accents that are universally reviled in this country. Yes, so, we um, but we make the most of it. So there you go. I, we I, I, lean into it. We embrace it. Exactly. I become, if someone tells me they don't like the Brummie accent, I become more Brummie. Yeah. Like, to the point where I actually become Dudley. I'm not even <laughs> Brummie anymore. I um when I was away this week in in that the town I mentioned to you before we came on air, um, we were just in like some little kind of cafe, and the guy behind the counter was from Solly Hull, and he was like, "Can I just ask where you're from?" It's like, "Oh, Birmingham." He's like, "I thought so. That you sound like all my friends back home." And I was like, "I was like, where is this guy from?" And I was like, "How broad do you think my accent is?" And he's like, mm, "Brummie a seven out of 10. I was like, "I'll take really? that." Really? He thought I was a seven out of ten. I wouldn't say you've got a very broad accent yeah but you you know me and here that's also true time. i don't for me you don't have an accent at all yeah so, and you me and you me so yeah we're just kind of yeah but blind, it's, it's interesting when i was in when i lived in london i used to get everything from you don't you sound you don't sound brummy at all you sound really brummy you sound like one person told me i sounded like i was from leeds i was like oh, i'd have what? said leeds i was like yeah i don't have a yorkshire accent what no, no. <laughs> um so yeah it's a 
I don't think a lot of people know Rummy accent very well, basically. And obviously, I've been called Australian, as we've said multiple times. <laughs> like, you know, so many times I've lost count. But yeah, let us know, listen, what your favourite accent is. I have a feeling this has been discussed before, but I, I can never remember. Um, shall we took ourselves into Trivia Corner this week? Okay. Let's talk, my friend. Excellent. It's not live this week, which is a, is a sad <laughs> that we can't be joined by the quiz masters, but uh, this is almost as good. Um, okay, <laughs> so Cam Winston's for Yuki to get things going from Hamish. Question one. One, what is Daphne's error in her description of Clive as her ex-fiance? Hint, think season one. But it's not anything in this episode per se. Uh, not technically. Maybe just a detail here that doesn't quite make sense. Is it that she said like she's never had a, a fiance or never had a serious relationship, something like that? And exactly that in uh, Death Becomes Him. Uh, Good episode. Death Becomes Him is the one with the Jewish... Yeah, you're not Jewish, are you? You're not Jewish, are you? <laughs> um, well, my wife is and my son is, so you guess you could say no. No, no, no I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the caller who Fraser recommends not apply for the air traffic controller position? Bonus. What is his illness? Okay, he's 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 a narcoleptic. He is, and his name. Is it Keith? It is Keith. Keith. Keith Unbelievable. It is Keith. Call call back when you're feeling a little bit more alert. (laughs) And don't apply for that air traffic controller (laughs) position. Um, And finally from Hamish, Martin names five old buddies that will be at his army reunion. What are their names? Okay. There's Stinky. Yeah. There's Hank, but they call him Bud because he likes Bud beer. Bud Light, I think. But yeah, that's right. Jim, I think. Jim. Because he likes Jim Beam. Um, the other two are the harder ones. Stinky. Uh, oh, screw me kicking myself. Okay, we got Jim, mm. Hank, Stinky. Oh, it's going to really bug me. Um, is, there, is it? Uh, oh. One of them is a, a homophone, so like the, the, it's repeated twice. Oh, is is. Uh, I'm thinking, is there a food reference or something? Or mm, no, I'm not going to get the last two. Um, Wolfman, Wolfman, and oh, Boom no. Boom, <laughs> Boom. Okay, I don't remember Boom Boom. Boom Boom, I always I, forget. It doesn't make. It I, doesn't sound like it really happens. I, but... I remember. I remember. I should have got Wolfman. Yeah. Ah, but you gave. Oh. A, you got three out of five there, Kay. It's pretty decent going. Um, trivia for Niall Crane. When Clive tells Daphne about his business, Daphne slaps Niles on his hand. How many times does she do this? I love this. And she's like, um, a, a titan of industry and still as handsome as ever. <laughs> she's tapping him. Well, you just touched your hand four times when reenacting it. Oh, okay. Don't read into what <laughs> I did. Or should you? <laughs> Maybe I was subconsciously doing it. Um, I'm not entirely sure. So I'm just going to have like a stab in the dark. I'm going to say three. Mm, it's three. It's oh. three. And weirdly, when I saw this on the preview, three was my guess. Um, <laughs> I think this was before I'd actually seen the episode back. So there you go. Uh, trivia from Run For Your Life. What has Niles already assembled from the jigsaw puzzle? Is he, it... he says that he's already assembled a few elements of the of the total Is it image. like a, a bit of the kittens or something like that? I think. One kitten. Okay. Um, and sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm just putting a stopwatch on. Um, is it an accessory to the kitten? Um, you could say that. Oh, well. if you wanted to, I think. Okay. Uh, a kitten. What do they like to play with, Kay? 
everything. Um, mm, that's true. Light. They like light. <laughs> they um, love light. Like string. They like string. Um, is it a bit of string? What's another word for string? Cord. <laughs> yeah. Yarn balls. <laughs> Two yarn balls. Is yarn a specific type of string, or is that I, just a? I, well, yarn is just like what you use to crochet and stuff, isn't it? It's like a, like a wool. Um, so there's no one out there calling cheese strings cheese yarn or anything like that. It's not a synonym. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think a cheese yarn. I got the old cheese yarn. <laughs> um, it's just a continuous length of interlocked fibers. I mean, I just said it's wool, which I don't think is is correct. Um, I think it's typically cotton. Um. But wow. you know, interlocked fibers. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop using the word string. I'm like, oh, I see you've got a length of interlocked fibers there. Well, how nice. long is an interlocked piece of fiber? I say <laughs> sarcastically to someone when they ask me a stupid question. Um, trivia finally from this section for Hot House Orchid What kind of cookies is Frasier serving for dessert? Um, I'm just gonna. This is crazy because I, I, of all the questions here, this one seems like the you know the kind of most left field, and this one I've really paid attention to. This I really took note. I did not take note, but don't I'm over just... don't overthink the answer too much. I'm just gonna go straight down the middle and say like just normal chocolate chip in a bag cookies. It's chocolate chip cookies. He's got one of those little bags, and I think they're like the mini ones. Like they're a lot more common in America than they are here. Like almost like a bag of crisps that we would have. But with cookies in them. The thing is, you need that with a little cookie because they're not filling. They're not. But so then you, you have like you have like three to five, and then suddenly they all hit you at once, and you feel <laughs> sick. Um, I'm like that with custard creams. Oh yeah, they're a bit like they're quite rich after you've had yeah. a few. Yeah. Um, Are you at the first one? Like, I didn't even feel that. I could eat more. I, <laughs> I didn't even touch the science. But yeah, thank you, everyone. We'll get to uh, MKs and a few others in a moment. But Key, do you want to? Lay yours at my feet. Yeah, let's I have do a feeling it. some of yours are going to have been stolen. Um, or have you I'm been okay? Work with it. I think I've been okay. Um, okay. Question number one. Mm-hmm. Really easy one. Get us off to season four. Oh, don't start. say that. Don't set me up for a massive you, four. I, I wrote it and then it came up like four more times in the episode. And I'm like, okay, he's going to get it now, but I couldn't okay. be bothered to rewrite it. So, what's Clive's last name? Roddy, Roddy, Roddy. with there Roddy McDowell, and I just think of like Rod Noddy Holder, but Roddy Holder, um... <laughs> famously Noddy's brother. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Noddy and Roddy. Uh, okay, so after a great start, question Beautiful. number two: What time was Clive due to arrive at the apartment? Oh, it's when Daphne's on the phone. Okay, just a yeah. drink, then say around. I, I'm almost certain it's... I'm not going to look at you for a reaction. I'm almost certain it's seven, at least at the beginning, but it's then how many minutes past seven or whether it's seven. Say around seven, say around 7.30. I'm going to say... I'm going to stick to seven. Okay, well, this is why we don't invite you to things, Well, because you'd be late. It's oh, half no. six. Half six. Damn it, man. I really, really had seven in my head. Seven. Um, Seven. Oh, damn it. No one outside the UK is getting that joke. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. Okay, question number three. Can you bring it home? Oh, no. Why would Clive be interested in the master bathroom? Okay, I love questions like this. Um, but he owns a sporting goods store. You're in a completely wrong direction. Yeah. Um, the master bathroom. Yeah. Is it because he's in the mood for love? <laughs> um, it's quite a funny line from Niles. That's the... Oh! Um, 
something about the the shower and, and, and it being so rainy in Manchester. Yes, um, I can't remember what the, specifically what he says about the shower. Um, basically, it's a big shower. It's a big it's shower. So rainy in Manchester. So rainy so. in Manchester. I love that. It's a real like trope in America. They really think that. Um, I think Manchester is quite rainy, but I think you actually look at like average rainfall across the UK. It's not yeah. like you can make that joke about any single city, any city it, in the UK. Yeah, basically. I actually think like Scotland, like Edinburgh and Glasgow, are actually far, far rainy. Oh, well, I'd say Scotland generally is far rainier than in yeah. England, except yeah. other than maybe like than the sort of northerny bits of England, like Carlisle or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've may have just pissed up all of Carlisle. I've no, I've never been to Carlisle. I love Carlisle. Great place. I wonder, if, it, I wonder if we have any any listeners. I just hear Carlisle. All I think of is the the, the patriarch from Twilight. Oh, okay. I think it's something completely different. <laughs> what were you going to think of the Royal Navy adverts? I was born oh. in Carlisle, but I was made. I was in the Royal, Navy. Royal Navy. Classic, <laughs> absolutely classic. Right, those are all your questions. That's Kay. all my questions, mate. Yeah, two out of three. Well done. That's not too bad, is it? Considering my, my track record. Um, okay, MK now. Question numero uh. Mm-hmm. He put, note, I'm visiting my parents for a while and they don't have any streaming services with Frasier, so I bought my season four DVDs with me so I can still do trivia. Apologies if this question's from scenes only available on the DVDs. Um, I love that. That's dedication. Like, that, is dedication. I, that is a true quiz master. That's why he has the title. Um, question one, there's three answers to this, A, B, and C. What are the reasons Frasier, Daphne, and Niles give for not being able to give Martin a ride to Rattlesnake Ridge? Niles has a conference. Yes. Daphne, it's her friend Megan's birthday party. Yes. And Frasier initially says, um, the phone rings and Frasier goes, ooh, I hope that's Megan needing a clown for her party. Mm. Uh, And then says, look, I just don't want to go. Unbelievable. Um, Like, just absolutely Pitch perfectly. That is yeah. phenomenal. I, I was would not have remembered Daphne and Niles's. I was getting sideshow Bob vibes from the clown. Mm. Like, oh, I if they need a, a sideshow, it would have been better. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, question two. What item does Frasier say Daphne needs to complete her No Romantic Signals outfit? And I did remember this one. Okay, so I missed like the... F- he says like something corsage. He does. I, I don't... I never... I can't... I didn't catch the first word. It's, so it's this some- is going to be very hard for you to guess because it's not like particularly... It's not associated with being unsexy. It's more... It would just ward people away. Turnips. <laughs> that would be... that. These, In fact, they're less sexy than what he says. <laughs> okay. um, he says a cactus corsage. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. Presumably I, to spike people getting close, you know. See, when I I think turnip, I think of Graham Taylor because I think he's got that line about someone being, someone being a turnip. Really? I, I'm sure he, he called someone a turnip once. That's um, just, that's so. Or great. the press called him a turnip or something. But I, I, I think of turnips. I think of Graham Taylor. Beautiful memories there. Um, finally, from MK, how many things in quote marks do we see Niles physically tweeze off of his food? Okay, but there's like currants, I think. Yeah, so it, 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 and then there's you, a husk. So just yeah, count count these. It's a number we're looking for, not specifically the the bits. Oh, okay. So is it the amount of? Yeah, whatever matter so, gets okay. squeezed off the food. Okay, so for instance, in that first scene, is that just one, or is that like one? No, no. Two, in that three. in that first scene, he's he's tweezing a few things, isn't he? He's going. So I had all. Of, I can have all of them. It's not just yeah. one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say four to five, maybe. 
Um, mm. I'm really not really sure, so I'm just going to say five. Unbelievable. Is it five? Unbelievable. In the first scene, he tweezes four things from his muffin, and then in the closing credits, he tweezes a chocolate chip off the cookie. I'm going to be honest, I missed the closing credits. And so... Corey would have accepted four, um, but wow. that is, that's pretty pretty superb game. So, wow. Well done there, my friend. Trivia from Missy Crane. How does Martin explain to Clive his injury and needing to use a cane? Was he in the shuttle <laughs> or a a spacecraft or something they yeah. turned off the anti-gravity they and did. he fell onto a pickaxe that they used to like break up moon rocks that is absolutely spot on um oh, it is... martin in this episode right? he loves it, isn't it oh what do you know it's maris <laughs> <laughs> just that absolutely oh. kills me um and finally this week trivia from miss guzman crane what pet name does fraser call Roz when he ushers her into the next room to catch her up to speed as to why they are calling her maris I miss this, though, and this this isn't a clue for you because you don't know the answer. But I ate two of these last night, so it's a food. Mm. I was gonna say peanut, but I think you'd have eaten more than two peanuts. If yeah, you I think I would eat more than two. I'm a <laughs> I'm, like I'm, peanuts. I'll I cannot resist two. more than a yeah <laughs> two peanuts. Two peanuts alone. Uh, okay, the possibility so of more peanuts food? to come. <laughs> <laughs> um. See, I'm someone who calls everyone by food. Mm. I this morning I have referred to Shan as um I think pickle slice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I love that. Some kind of bun, but I can't remember what was honey, on the bun. Honey bun. <laughs> it may have been something like, I have done a bit with like, oh, too much, here's your change. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pay the love toll. <laughs> um okay, so in terms of food, I don't think it'll be pickle. And I don't think you ate two pickles last night. No, I didn't. I don't, you don't strike me as a pickle man. I like pickles. Oh, you do like pickles. I do like pickles. Interesting. <laughs> mm. Um. Okay, I'm going to say like cupcake. It's going to be two cupcakes. You had it two cupcakes. It is cupcakes. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god! I think you've got like every question, but like a couple. That's ridiculous. Oh my god. Wow. Um, Spot on, Keith. Well done. Well done. Thank and thank you, everyone who wrote in this week of your trivia. Um, as always, just superb. Um, let's get into the review, Keith. Animation Watch. What was it, please? Was it a red light? <gasps> no, fireworks. It was fireworks. It was fireworks. You nearly I, got it wrong. For the I, first I, I time know because I put the wrong episode on and it was a red light. Oh, and no. What episode did you put on? The Good Sun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I got completely the wrong episode. Um, and um, so, yeah, I put the wrong disc in by mistake. And mm. uh, yeah, it was a good sun and it was a red light. I was like, oh, Fraser's head does not look right. Um, and he was all about some, right, he was all like, the relationship was over. <laughs> so that like, listen to right. yourself, Bob. <laughs> yeah. um, um, it was fireworks. So yeah, fireworks. Yeah. It was fireworks. It gets uh, off to season four with a bang. Yeah. Ooh, like that. Nars yeah. is tweezing his brand muffin whilst Fraser reads his newspaper. Uh, are you a fan of muffins, Key? Uh, I am like a we fan. I'd say I am. Not a fan, though, of things like currants or raisins in muffins. I oh, likewise. If, if I'm having a muffin, it's got a it, chocolate, isn't it? It can be chocolate, all chocolate, or it can be chocolate chip. Or but, blueberry. I've never really had a blueberry muffin. Oh, my God. I mean, I I really think you'd like them. Blueberry muffins, are, they're amazing to me. I'm, 
Um, Blueberry is not a food that comes into my life often. No, but they're really good for you. They're like a superfood, I think. They've got a lot of like good antioxidants and things in. And yeah, people tell me eggs are a superfood, and then they tell me eggs are taking off 10 minutes of my life. I was like, well, oh. if, if they take off 10 minutes of your life, I'm dead like tomorrow. <laughs> I have yeah. two every single day. So, um, but yeah, a blueberry muffin key go 99p for four big ones from like Morrison's. Wow. They are. That's why we have a like you know a health crisis in this country because <laughs> sugar is so cheap. Um, rattlesnake. Oh, muffins are sugary as hell. Oh, muffins. Yeah, no, I didn't know. I thought specifically blueberries. Oh no, 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 no. I just meant. I just meant the fact that like, donuts <laughs> blueberries are like famous sugary devils. <laughs> in Asda, like you get like a pack of five jam donuts, like fifty p or something. Oh, yeah, you can like it's- them. It's got to be said, it's not good for you, but it's a lot cheaper than the stuff that is good for you. It's cheaper than fruit, and I'm sorry, that's terrifying. (laughs) Um, But there you go. Uh, Rattlesnake Ridge. I just think this is like incredibly American, but I love it. Like the name of something called Rattlesnake Ridge. I I love a bit. Yeah, a bit of alliteration gets yeah, me up. gets me going in the morning. Love it's it. got it's got a nice vibe. Um, Niles knowing where it is is very surprising to me. He's like, you know, you can't drive all the way to Rattlesnake Ridge. It's so many miles away. Like five would hours Niles, away. Would Niles yeah. know where this Hips place is? Um, yeah, it is a bit forced. Isn't it seems it? But... way too too heartland for Niles to know. unless they um. Unless it's something that they've been to often, that would make sense. If they do like um get together every couple of years at rattlesnake ridge or something like that then maybe, maybe he, he just knows it from martin from that yeah that makes sense um we know lion well we learned just before niles's line that clive has rang um and she's like did, did he have a did he have a british accent no one of those fiery mexican, mexican guys <laughs> oh i wanted to say you mentioned at the end of um a couple of weeks ago that your favorite one of your favorite ever lines is in this episode it is yeah i'm we should we play a game where i've got three guesses throughout the review to say yeah. i think this is your line um i think you should okay and okay. i don't think you're gonna get it because it's it's... But i like i tend to like obscure lines so i'm thinking you're gonna go down one that i'm not I don't know. I don't know how because the problem is we're not knowing. Other than you, I don't have any friends who watch. Oh, well, my brother watches Frasier, but other than you and my brother, yeah, I don't know great many people who watch Frasier. So it could be that in the, the Frasier community, everyone loves this line, mm. and I'm just like, it's just me. I came up with it. It's, it's just me. I, I should have got the, a writing credit. Honestly. I'm the first person to like it. <laughs> no one um, actually spotted this before me. I'll be like, I'll be like I'm, Christopher Columbus discovering america you like, are this quote I is found your new it. world this one's mine <laughs> just <laughs> uh, um niles niles says um he says something now about if it, oh yeah is it about hiking is it is if some if god had wanted me to do x he wouldn't have given me y what does he say in this quote yeah um they're talking clive she talks about how clive used to fix his car and he's like oh what a brute if god had wanted me to work on my mercedes he wouldn't have given me horse who i'm assuming is the guy his mechanic maybe oh he wouldn't have given me horse yeah oh that's definitely horse yeah i I heard that word and i was just like what does that mean i just assumed it was the name of his mechanic like oh they wouldn't have given me if they wanted me to work on the toilet they wouldn't have given me john c mcginley yeah yeah that so a horse i'm just i'm just googling it unless it's some kind of like bmw mercedes or or i was thinking it was like you know like when he talks about like his 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 shy kidneys or his you know his snagged a cuticle or something i don't know i thought it might horse might be some like weird medical condition um but that's not showing anything on google either and we never ever hear that name again so if anyone has any any light to shed on that, please please let us know. Um, 
Stinky needs a ride. This is the not the first Stinky time Stinky right. gets mentioned this episode. I am a big, I mean, everyone is, but I particularly hate my car having any kind of smell in it. Um, like I'm really, I hate that. And obviously I play football most weeks. My kit's in the boot. You know, you don't want to leave five bibs that have been in the rain and sweat in a, in a car. Um, take it from me. So <laughs> hold the deodorant in front of you and just like spray it like, like a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I mean, are you a fan of like the, 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 you know, the classic new car smell? Um, Everyone talks yeah. about this. You can buy it, you know, bottled in a scent. Is this something like you're... I, I wouldn't go to the extent of buying it because I'm mm. not that organised person. No, no I, I don't think I've I'd, ever had an air I'd be the one car. who would get into the car and go, we need that new car smell, but never actually do anything about it. Yeah. That would be me. That that sounds like me as well. Yeah. Um, Keith, narcoleptic. Now we're in KSCR. We, yes. we learn about all about him and he's applying for an ATC position. I cannot even begin to fathom the stress of an ATC job like it seems pretty intense doesn't it as someone who dislikes flying anyway you suddenly go from being the pilot who's in charge of 200 lives to the atc controller and the tower who's in charge of maybe ten thousand lives that day um that's just and you have got to be on the ball you you make a slip up you have a bad day at the office i just can't yeah like you know Ruin some photocopying by mistake. That's <laughs> no slightly more important than that, mate. Spill your coffee in the kitchenette. You know uh, you can't spend ten minutes cleaning it up because yeah. you know seven four sevens coming in. Um, just scary to me. Um, I'm kudos to the people that do that. I'm adamant we don't have an ATC controller who listens to the show. But if we did, you have our respect. Yeah, and please don't listen to us while working. Because please, yeah, you please. Need to be focusing, mate. Turn, turn the ATC back on. You know, turn, <laughs> turn the pilot radio back on. Turn us off. People, please turn off your damn radios. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gil comes into the booth oh, now, and get a Bonnie Weems reference. We do, yeah, Bonnie Weems. I've, I've put that. Bonnie gets another mention. I love this. Um, it's literally the last time she was mentioned. The Christmas episode. Season I think one. it is. Yeah. That's like I quite like Bonnie. I think I'd like to ago. see more of Bonnie Weems. And me. She actually picks um, Frasier up over her shoulder, doesn't she? Come on, big boy. <laughs> I'm, I mean, ready, how... I'm ready now, big boy. I'm trying to just fathom how that works because Frasier is a big guy and Bonnie looked very diminutive in that episode. I, I wonder if um, like maybe they got the actress to sort of put her... And then like, it's... Do a... the start in motion and then they've got someone else to come in and you just... Because Frasier's body would be covering her face. It must be that. Um, because um, like Frasier's big man, he's a big yeah. guy. You know, he's probably about six two. He's yeah. broad as f. You know, if if Kelsey asked me to pick him up, which God willing, hopes hope someday he, I hope he will. Yeah, um, obviously. I, I, mean, I just sort of be standing there for five minutes, like working out angles. Yeah, like, I'll I get a blueprint out of his body. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, mm. so, <laughs> quick to start. Quick question for you. Okay, in this episode, of course, we're talking about. Gil comes in, he wants to get out of going to Bonnie Weems' little soiree, let's say. Yeah. Um, how did he kill off his dad? <laughs> is it for her Labor Day clam bake? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, ever had clams. I mean, they're really popular in, in the UK, in the US, um, particularly, you know, on the coasts. Are they popular here? I don't think so and I mean, they are, are they... just they are clams here aren't they just, it's not one of those american things where they're known as something different here i don't know um, i don't think so i mean are clams similar to oysters or are they different or... in my head they are but I'm probably, they're probably nothing alike i mean obviously I'm... i just know it's a shellfish um 
but obviously I've had muscles and they're fairly similar to muscles um, in terms of appearance. Alternative species to clams would be cockles or mussels. It looks bad. It, um, well, it doesn't look for me. It doesn't look good for me. You're Let's not a big like seafood that. man. I'm not generally. Um, I don't like anything slimy or anything mm. that looks slimy. To be fair, mussels look slimy, but they, they don't taste it. Um, but they are. Yeah. Know. Oh, man. Yeah, don't Google image clams. It's putting yep. off them forever. I've, I've done that and it's a mistake. Yeah, get off, get off, get out of there. <laughs> um, back in the apartment now, Fraser is playing piano. Just yep. only plays it for about five seconds. It's some really gorgeous stuff going on here. Um, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but there's a YouTube compilation somewhere of a a, a, a guy as who or, or a girl who has um, clipped together like I think from the first five seasons or so, all the instances of people playing the piano in the apartment. Um, Does that just, include the Great Balls of Fire bit? Famously, no, because oh. for some, I think um, that gets cut out of a lot of broadcasts because of copyright. So I have a feeling whenever they made this, they weren't able to get um, a hold of it. But I just, yeah, I wish I knew what he was playing. Um, there's, there's some instances of things he's playing where I'll, I'll never be able to find it because no one will have Googled what piano is fra- piece is Frasier playing in season two, episode five. You know. know, I think that's the sort of thing someone would Google. I've tried looking around. I don't know. That things get, having a Frasier podcast is niche enough. Googling those kinds of questions just takes niche to, to whole new levels, have I you, think. Out of curiosity, have you ever just bumped into someone who happens to listen to the show? Uh, yeah, Ben. Oh. Ben all the time. I bump- that doesn't um, count. We already knew Ben. Oh, okay. Someone who I don't know. Yeah, like have you ever just like chatted to a, like a stranger and then like, oh yeah, I listen to this podcast about Frasier. Yeah, um, uh, I don't think I have, but I mean, considering how niche we are, I don't think <laughs> would that's be one hell of a coincidence. What you ask that in a way that suggests you've bumped into someone who does? No, no. I just thinking, how would I react if I did? I think I'd just be like, oh yeah, I think I've heard of that, and I just I wouldn't. Did you I see don't... that? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Carry on. No, I was pretty much done. Oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't turn around and go, oh, yeah, I'm actually, uh, well, I'm well. <laughs> I, I'm well. Um, really, you sound <laughs> like the other guy. <laughs> um, did you see on Facebook the other day, the, the um, I don't know if you, if you still follow the Twitter, um, I was speaking to someone, there's a sports page that we have now called the, the Gonzo Sports Show. Um, and it's like a Fraser fan club spin-off for, for sports fans for us to talk about sport. Um and someone asked what their favorite FPL team is. Um, and a bunch of Americans were commenting and someone said Aston Villa. Oh, and um, I think did they respond to you saying, it's weird, there's a lot of Villa fans or French uh, fans or something like that. And I think the guys who do this podcast, they're Villa fans. Yeah, he went, oh yeah, he said Aston Villa. I was like, no way, I'm a Villa fan. I was there the other day. And he went, oh yeah, I think Will and Key from the Wheel Listening podcast are Villa fans as well. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this to you, but I am that Will. I uh, wouldn't have done that. I'm like, yeah, I heard that too. I can't <laughs> I couldn't resist. And he was just like, oh my God, no way. I'm listening to you guys right now. Um, just that was amazing. So that's as close as I'll get to, to that. But I'm yeah. um, pretty, pretty cool. I mean, that's low expectations, mate. You've got to hold out hope for that book deal. I've got, I've got to hold out <laughs> hope. We, we, could, we could do it, Kim. We could write the sequel to the Connoisseur's Cookbook, I think. Um, Niles has got his jigsaw now. Uh, the yarn balls and the cats are, are you know, being assembled. I think I talked about loving jigsaws over lockdown. Me and my mom did a couple, um, yeah. big a thousand pieces. So do you just break them up when you're done? Yeah, you got to put them back in the box. That's all broken up. Painful. I wouldn't it be is. able to do that. I'd, you have I'd to be leave them. them on com- you have to leave them complete for a bit, um, so you can kind of admire your hard work over a few days. And then you're like, well, I've moved on with my life. 
Yeah, that exactly. It's quite cathartic, I think, to tear it all up and just think, look at how pointless this was. Um, it's kind of oh, like a moment deep. where the existentialism of the universe just kind of looks back at you and you think, time I mean, is time. You look, flat at, you look at the universe and the universe looks back at you. It and does. You know it's time Na- to break up that jigsaw. <laughs> Nature loved jigsaws. <laughs> um, okay, enter clive rosley what do you think how do you make and how do you feel about clive okay a few things one shout out to scott atkinson the um the guy who played clive i think he passed away earlier this year yeah so, uh, yeah is that confirmed because um, i feel like it was but like everyone really struggled on fraser fan club to c- confirm it but oh i mean i don't I'm i've fa- just I'm, seen it on like google I'm fairly certain he, he did so if he's still alive that's fantastic we love you scott we if, love if you he's scott. passed away a lot of love to his family and Thank you for obviously what was a great episode of Frasier and your role in that. And I'm, I'm sure the other great parts he, he played throughout his career and, and that sort of thing. Um, the in, in terms of the character, um, one, okay, I'm going to start with the accent. Um, mm-hmm. It's not what I would call a typical Mancunian accent. It's not. It's <laughs> it's, it's Cockney. It's, it's a, I think an American's attempt at Cockney. Yeah. Um, I expect him to say, like, was it, uh, polish your shoes, governor, or something like that, to be like the next sign. Massively Dick Van Dyke. Um, so it's not perfect, but it's a sitcom. It doesn't need to be perfect. Um, we're not on We're not on the West End here. It's okay. Here, um, here. Um, in terms of the character, I love Clive as a character. He's just such mm. a nice, genuine guy. And everything about him like so what you're doing here oh it's what's so what brought you to seattle my undying love for you that's, that's oh, crap. i meant to lead up to that <laughs> sorry yeah sorry <laughs> um i meant to say uh, join a drink and my undying love for you um so yeah love him he's such a nice guy i love the fact oh, honestly i don't think i call that enough i love the fact that he just stopped to help a lady with her tire on the way over i, I, I nice miss guy. that i miss that that's yeah. why he's got the axle grease on his hands oh yeah that helps mm. a lady with the tire yeah, you, you don't like that. I could see a look. I was just gonna say the axle grease moment when he when he gets the napkin out, the, the well not the napkin, the handkerchief, and goes to yeah. wipe. But it's very stage actory. Um, yeah, he he <laughs> is like a stage actor doing a theatre performance in a room where everyone is doing a TV performance. I'd agree with that. I think he is. Act- I remember when I auditioned for like Rada and stuff. They um, they used to say that there was a difference between acting externally which you would do on stage and which is what clive is doing here yeah when you're on tv and i would agree yeah he's out of sync with the others he, yeah. he comes across as a very nice guy um and a nice character and i think he's very likable mm. but i think because of the way it's delivered in terms of this internal external some of the jokes sometimes fall a little bit short on the delivery a little i think bit. so yeah yeah um like things like my undying love for you, I think it could have been delivered in a slightly better way. I think um, so. But he is a very likable character, and he what he does, he sets everyone else up nicely for everyone else to bounce off each other. Like um, I love Nas's line, you know, but when he's on about when you know what can you say when you've, you've got the courage to look a woman straight in the eye and say, and Nas comes and goes cheese nips, cheese nips, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then obviously the absolute fast that follows is brilliant and um yeah i've got a soft spot for clive regardless of the accent um mm-hmm. and how it's delivered i've got a real soft spot for him i just it, it's, it's a weird one because obviously everyone wants daphne to end up with niles mm-hmm. but i can't help but like all of her boyfriends like they're all genuinely nice guys except for eric the red 
<laughs> but I don't think he counts as a boyfriend, more just a, a one-night dalliance. Um, but Joe is really nice. Um, I like Donnie. I think he's a nice guy when he comes along. Donnie's funny because sometimes I like Donnie and sometimes I really, I don't know. He, don't, he, gro- do. he grosses me out a little and, bit. And since he did a cameo for us, I'm like, oh, nice oh I mean, as a, as, an, <laughs> as a character in Soul Ruben, it was amazing. You know? I'm talking, of course, about Donnie as a, as a character and um, vibes. And yeah, I, I like Clive. I think Clive would be a, um, a, a real stand-up fella. And I love the fact that after five years, he's been thinking of everything. I mean, it's a bit creepy, but at the same time... He's been carrying that torch, and that's, that, yeah. is, that, that makes me sad. I'll tell you what, there's Olympic opening ceremonies. People carried torches for less of a period of time than, than this guy has. Big so, time. credit to Clive. Credit to Clive. Um, I'm, I completely agree with everything you said, to be honest. I, you know, I don't even really want to focus on the accent, because one, the discourse around it is just kind of deafening at this point. Everyone's got an opinion on his accent. Are people very critical then in the... Like, Most the of the time. Like well, on Fraser Fan Club, it's normally like one person absolutely lampooning it. This is awful. And then everyone's saying, well, it's a sitcom. We don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like people are, are on one side of the fence or the other. Um, I guess I fall on the side of it's a sitcom. I don't care. Um, I watched this episode back. I'm just not even hearing his accent, to be honest. I'm just kind no, of. And... It's more the internal, external acting thing that you mentioned that kind of I, I I struggle with sometimes. But for me, even like it's become sort of a cute little foible for me. The accent. I think it's like so. oh that episode with the uh, with the, the accent. accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I quite like it, and and you can buy. It's the sort of thing you can buy into. It's as I say, it's not. This isn't Shakespeare. It's not mm. a really hard hitting drama. Um. You know, and and this show has, you know, not every accent in this show is perfect. Mm. That's fair to say. And, you know, Daphne's accent, particularly towards the start in particular, was, you know, somewhat haphazard, let's say. A little bit sacky. (laughs) God. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'd say that I've got got no issue with Clive at all. I, I like Clive. I, I think this episode as well um, makes a remarkable kind of double bill with... Um, <laughs> it's actually on this disc. That's insane to me. Mixed doubles is, is mm. you know, five episodes from now. And I think these ep- the episodes go hand in hand. They make a wonderful kind of A and B side. Um, I'd put mixed doubles on the A side, personally. Um, and two Mrs. Cranes on the B side. Really? I would. Um wow. But I just think, yeah, I just think that's insane. Um, that, that I didn't realize they were so close together. But uh, but there you go, Clive. Okay, some delivery of his lines I have flagged. Um, like you two are practically newlyweds. Um, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> also, that, I mean, it's six yeah. months. They are newlyweds. That's not oh, practically. Yeah, it, they yeah, are. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an observation there that is is technically correct, but um, the delivery of that line is is. I'd rather he was hamming it up when he tries to go nuanced and and, and internal. Things kind of fall away. Um, right, DHP in the kitchen. Yes. Incredible, the physical acting. Um, no position is too awkward. Sees Daphne's backside. Um, kind of, he's just stifling, like, you know, every impulse he's feeling at that point. Um, just fantastic. And then outside in the living room, he's talking to Frasier about, I've just oh. met his wife. Yeah. Frasier's delivery of, you know his wife. <laughs> that <laughs> absolutely kills me. That is probably my pick. Of of the of my favorite quote from this episode. Um, oh, it's just I, just I love this bit with Frasier. It just 
and not and Clive's confusion when he's like, Oh, she lights up the room just by leaving it. Um, yeah, and yeah, Clive yeah, yeah. doesn't get it at all. I, I love it, absolutely love it. So and, good. Um, just all throughout this bit, um, I, I'm, I'm throwing together like two or three scenes here, but every time Niles is like, Can you stay for dinner? I just <laughs> I love the delivery. He's the so like happy, out. isn't he? He's like giddy. Like, yeah, it's, he's euphoric, and it's yeah. There's it's so lovely. much giddiness in the delivery of that line. So nice. Um, that we have like the you have to pay the love toll now, which we've talked oh, about. Classic. And then he goes into the kitchen saying, "Oh, how did that happen? You know, how's he staying for dinner? So pretty it's damn a... cheeky, if you ask me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wonder, is oh. that your favourite line? Is that? It, it's not my favourite line. No. Damn. Lot, I love my, that one, though. I mean, my favourite line, it's not even particularly funny, to be honest. It's just something, I can't even work it out. I've been to my favourite line for years, and it's one I quote literally on an almost bi-weekly basis, oh despite the God. fact that it's not related to anything. I just throw it into random conversations. I need to know, um, guess what it is. Have we gone past it yet? No, we have not, no. Okay. And it's, it's not particularly fun. It's just something about the delivery gets me every Honestly, time. I, I like that, though. I like it when it's, it's not an obvious choice. So don't, I mean, don't I, worry. I watched this episode half an hour. Well, literally, two. I finished it about five minutes before we started the Zoom. Oh, my God. Um, And and I'm still giggling to myself about the delivery of that line. Um, really? So, yeah. Um, we now have Niles trying to get um Clive to go and check out the the bathroom, the shower being so large and Manchester being so rainy. So rainy. Uh, uh, Marty just now absolutely getting into the role play. He loves this. You know, I was an astronaut. Um, I, I love as well Martin's line to Fraser when um you know when Nas explains Fraser's here because he's separated from Maris. Uh, you can't stand her either, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marty. So, so good. Um, Frasier's walk to let Ros in, I think, is like, I don't want to say rare physical acting, but like brilliance from Kelsey, because obviously he is good, but it's normally David Hyde Pierce that gets these, these plaudits. His physical acting going to the door, sublime, possibly the best moment of this episode for me. Um, Frasier really, although I'll, I'll, I'll say right now, Frasier isn't my actor pick. Mm. This is one of the hardest actor picks I've ever had to do I, because everyone is fantastic. They are all they? The brilliant, as, all as, as they always are in a farce episode. Yeah. So, this was, yeah, but he, him letting Roz in, like, who is mm. it? Um, with followed by, what do you know? It's Maritz. Um, oh, Martin's delivery of that line. I love it. Just absolutely um, amazing. Just, it's just him, like, taking a dangerous situation and just chucking a grenade in there. Absolutely. Like, yeah, let's keep this going, guys. Really, then, really is. And then, of course, later on, when they ask what Eddie, he asks what Eddie's name is, and everyone just looking at each other and like, um, yeah, we're not going to complicate this anymore. And then they just say it at once, and Clive kind of turns around because it's like seriously surreal. Um, Roz coming in now, like, oh, it's a pleasure. It certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> the delivery of that is just, she's so sultry and like, yeah. oh. And I have to say, not to objectify, Roz looks absolutely top notch in this episode. I have to say, um, extraordinarily good look for her. I, just, I love her walk just towards him. Like it's so powerful, and yeah. it's so it reminds me of the focus group. And they're like, she's got that sexy laugh, and her throat is she, like the way she says it certain years. Like she drops. She's level. she's bassy, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. And then um, she and she says and later when she's like, uh, he goes, what does she say? Like that's temperamental or something? Or uh, oh, um, it's it about. Could go, it could go either way. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um. Oh, what is, is something like it, it's inconclusive? Or that's not been decided yet. Or oh my um, god, let's get let's get this. Oh, it's up. gonna bother me. Um, um, 
Oh, it's still tentative. It's, it's still, still tentative. tentative. That's it. Could it could go either way. It could go either way. That is amazing. Um, Roz, is, Roz is phenomenal. She she does get like the least lines, but she but is... she knocks it out. Of the... Perry Gilpin just knocks it out of the park. Every line she has, she's fantastic. I'm I'm really I might have we might have to pause when we get to actor pick for me to really consider my options. Oh, to be it's honest. a tough one, isn't it? I, this really is I've tough. never had a, a struggle like we have up to now. Um, also, people might be interested to know. Um, I found my top 10. I've got a top 10. Some It's hosted somewhere on the internet um, because I've posted it previously. Really? It, it's very hard to find. Um, so if people Is want it to one go... of those old like pizzazz pages from like, <laughs> It's not that. Um, but I just want to, I'm just going to get it up now because I just want to give a little tease to people. Um, okay. Three of my top 10s are in this season. Three of them. Um, so 30% of my top tens are in season four alone. So I wasn't kidding when I said season four is a strong season. Um, I am confident I can one of them I'll definitely get. Uh, I'm I've got an instinct of that one. I'm not gonna say, but I've I'll be honest, Key. I I think you'll definitely get one, yeah, one of them you won't get. And the other one, if you knowing me as you do and what I'm interested in, I think you will. Um, and if John Beale is listening to this, which I don't think he will be, I'm not sure he's like a regular listener, um, but on the off chance he is, he has guessed this before because he also knows what I'm into. And I was very surprised, but there you go. So okay. that's all I'll say. But a little teaser there for, for listeners. <laughs> um, there's three in this season. Oddly pressuring, isn't it? Like, it is. That's you know a, me. So you should be getting it. But, but you should uh, be getting it. Um, but John that's... did. John got it. <laughs> I can't. I can't say any more because, like, you'll get it immediately if I give you even any kind of clue. Okay. Um, now we have like Daphne tapping Nars's arm. Like, for first she moves his arm off her leg when she yeah. slowly starts. The, the penny starts to drop that Clive is a captain of industry and still as handsome as ever. <laughs> um, I love when she says that, and then Nars is like sending the clowns, and then R- Fraser and Ros come in. He's like, "Don't bother, they're here." Um, yeah. Do you know what that is a reference to, Key? Uh, it's a song, isn't it? It's, it is. Do you um, know who by or what it's from? I, I'm sure I did Sinatra do a cover of it. He or... did. His cover is what oh. I know most. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, he I... didn't sing it from the thing. Um, the line I know, obviously that song is, I know it from like the Krusty comeback special on The Simpsons. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was in that. Krus- yeah, Krusty sings um, Send In The Clowns. And then uh, Sideshow Mel appears, a spotlight on him going, they're here. And then uh, they hug, uh, and he goes, and then I, I think he says, like, "I love you, Krusty," and he, Krusty tells him to shut up or uh, something like that. But yeah, why does Sideshow Mel have a bone in his head? Is that ever explained? I think there's an episode in like season like twenty five or something that, um, and basically about how he used to be like a serious actor, and he just delved more and more into comedy because he just loved the laughs, and he ended up getting a. Um, a bone in his head and it just went all that way basically oh okay i think i think that's what it is i think there is an episode where like lisa becomes like a sideshow or something like that oh okay okay um yeah do you know what musical it's from and who wrote the musical that he gets a big he gets mentioned multiple times in frasier as a show um they talk about him a lot uh in what in the episode love bites dog mm-hmm. um which i think is this season um, yeah. Frasier says the line, you know, this reminds me of, de- of a debate my brother and I have about whether X is actually light opera. 
Um, and X is the is who wrote this song. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna get it. You'll know the name. I don't want to be <laughs> mean to you by asking this, but you will know the name. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on. Stephen Sondheim. Oh, Stephen okay, yes, Sondheim. I know the name. Did, it's from uh, a little did, night music. Did West Side Story, wasn't it? Stephen Sondheim. I think so. Um, yes, he's wrote Jets and like and in, in the Into the Woods, and um, I think he did Into the Woods. Don't correct me on that. Actually, yeah. he might not have, but he's done a lot. He's I've famous. Seen the, I've seen the film of that, and well, I like it, but I also it's James Corden, who I'm not overly. Oh, is he of. in that? Yeah. yeah, not big on Corden at all. Um, oh my god, the delivery of Niles' line now when they're on about um, Frasier, Daphne, and Roz basically are just falling over uh, over uh, Clive and how great in shape he is. Um, it's like we work up quite a sweat, don't we, darling? <laughs> the way he <laughs> says that, a little uh, exercise regime of our own. <laughs> We work with quite a sweat, don't we, darling? It's just so like just perverted. He's really his voice is really it, quiet and it, it's like I don't know. I I mean I've never done like a phone sex chat. It's line, like I that. imagine it would be that, wouldn't it? It's so again, it's, it's kind of husky the way he sort of like I don't know, sort of growls it. It's just oh, I really like it. Yeah, it's a great big deliver. time, big time. Um okay, this. Uh, um, is this? I've already said my favorite line's gone, so I can't, I can't, I can't say another one. Um, okay, give, give me another line. Let's let's say. I, I love this. By the, Daphne saying, "By the way, Stinky needs a ride." Then Fraser going, <gasps> <laughs> "Fraser's gasp, absolutely unbelievable." And I'm just, it's slowly dawning on me that Fraser has some of my favorite moments in this episode, and I haven't given him actor picks, so starting to get a bit concerned here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I die laughing at this every time. I love yeah. that so much. Um, and after that, we have Roz's kind of bombshell of the night. Well, keep, you know, you have to, what did she say? Keep eating, Daphne. You are eating for two. Yeah. Um, when were you going to drop that nose on me or whatever Clive says? Just, oh, I didn't want to bring it up with my sister in law being barren and all. It really gets horrible, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> it gets vicious. That is, that is a horrible thing to say, like from Daphne. Um, if I was Clive, I'd immediately be like, okay, you're not very nice anymore. Yeah. Um, and then Frasier about no Niall saying my brother is impotent, and then Frasier's kind of waving it like, yeah, yeah, let's just keep going and dig this hole. Let's just get to it. the end of the evening and go to bed. <laughs> that is just incredible. Um, I love that. Um, and then basically Clive goes on his big rant now, doesn't he? About like, yeah, I mean they've obviously um, they've got this whole like Roz and Daphne finally like sort of come to blows. Um, and then he goes on a rant about that how they're all horrible, horrible people. Um, Frazier looks down his nose at him. I think Niles is trying to rub it in his face. Um, I think the two of them flirting. Oh, so sorry, Niles is the one who looks down the nose, I think, at him. Yeah. Um, Frazier yeah, what, is what, what, what's his problem with Frazier? Uh, breaking up with your wife over a pair of opera glasses. Oh, a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't, doesn't think... know how expensive they were. <laughs> he doesn't think there's anything remotely special about the bathrooms. <laughs> uh, Roz has just reconciled with Frasier and he's flirting with him shamelessly. And similarly, Daphne um, doing so whilst pregnant with Niles' baby. It's a lot. How could they be born? It's... That courageous, sweet old astronaut. Oh, <laughs> he loves Martin. <laughs> I love as well that. Um, I should the line, um, I pity any good Manchester girl that comes here to this vile coffee-swilling Sodom and lets it change and, like, it's changed. Yeah. I've literally written down this vile coffee-swilling Sodom to, to, to flag to you. Like, that is I, that is harsh. I feel like that should be the sign of Seattle. Like, I put that <laughs> up in 
billboards amazing. honestly man that is that's one anti-american sentiment there <laughs> um the fracious delivery of no the truth is we've been lying to you all night um, <laughs> i'm gonna guess maybe that's your favorite line i don't think it is i love that line no it's not my favorite line you're gonna have to tell me Kay. tell us what it is uh, <laughs> Honestly, the, the more less or this is, the more satisfying this is going to be. Is again, it's just, I love, um, let me just find it so I can get it dead on. It, okay, so Martin's talking about being an astronaut mm. and he's like, um, oh, Buzz Aldrin, you know, it was me that gave him his nickname, Buzz. You know, most people could think it because he flew fast. Not true. He was scared of bees. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I completely forgot about that section, but had we talked about that? I would that, have. I think I'd have guessed that line. Just when he goes, "Not true," he was scared of bees. He's scared of bees. Gets me every time. I and just that. There's something about that delivery that's very you to me. Um, it's, oh, I don't know what it is. Like, because objectively, the line's not that funny, but the way John Mahoney delivers it, every we could watch that on a loop, and you could mm. do it into like a little gif or whatever it is, and and I could watch that on a loop for twenty minutes and still be laughing at the end. Yeah. It's just there's something about the delivery of that line I just love. So good. Um, and with that, we have the departure forever of Clive Roddy from our lives. Um, a titan of industry. And still um, as handsome as ever. Uh, and um, I think he keeps it tight. I think he's told of on stage. So yeah, Exactly. Um, the, the little delivery of Dr. Crane. Dr. Crane. Um, <laughs> always gets me because it's just heinous. Honestly, I really like the accent with you doing it now. I, oh, yeah. if, that was, if that was your accent, I'd be all for it, mate. If wow. you did that just generally. <laughs> Okay, it's the, I just had a really weird noise in. That was odd. Um, I had like a little like I can't describe it. It sounded like a digital noise, as if like something had turned off. But from what I can see, everything's fine. So, um, okay, is this episode in your top ten? And I'm gonna I go on a weird limb and say I think it might be. Can you say that in Clive's accent, please? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a weird limb, and I'll, just... I'll think it might be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so okay, I was umming and ahhing about this. Yeah. When we first started doing the podcast, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, that's probably my top ten. That's probably my top ten. This was probably in my top ten. Mm. And then as we get closer, I'm like, like a lot of it is on this run through. I wouldn't say I've got a fixed top ten list like you. Oh, okay. I'd, yeah, I'd, it's interesting that we're operating I'd, differently there. I'd say that it's a lot of it is how do I feel on the day and how in the context of the podcast and the context of this run through, mm. what is my top 10 pod? What is my podcast top 10 in a way in the sense of when I'm reviewing it rather than, um, and one of the questions I ask myself is what episode of Frasier would I like to show my girlfriend or my mom or something like that um, to sit down, we can watch it together. And a lot of the ones I put in the top 10 are often like quite heartwarming. I think Moondance is a really heartwarming episode and things like that. Um, but see, this one, it's not particularly heartwarming. And there are some issues with it, like the, so we've discussed the internal and external acting. And um, I don't really see the, the accent as an issue. It's really grown on me, um, mm, to be honest. Mm. Um, but it's just so damn funny. It is. It cracks me up every single time. I love the fact that it's a season opener because so many, I think we just got a few times season openers have been a bit disappointing the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one just starts with a bang. It's out of the gates and there's some real crackers in this season. Um, and even beforehand, I was, I was turning the episode on this morning. I was like, is it, is it top 10? I'm not, 
But then I was howling all the way through it with laughter. And I've mm. seen it so many times. Still, still cracks me up every time. It's got one of my favorite lines, but there's you could have you can make a top ten of favorite lines from this episode alone. There's so you many could. I've said so many great lines. I think it's an episode where we really get to see the best of all the cast members. We do. Um, which is something we don't really get too often, even in the ensemble episodes. This is one mm. that really lets them shine, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to look through the little foibles. And so yeah, it's it's my it's in my top ten. No. But, there we go man awesome another top 10 so you've now had four it's either four or five okay i think it's five author author travels um innkeepers moon dance and now this yeah so halfway through wow it stresses me out that i'm i'm really out of top 10 picks i think you've had four i've had four travels with martin coffee innkeepers and chest pains um yeah. Did you yeah. you put chess pain top ten, did you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um so I've had so, four. Yeah. That's oh, so I'm only one behind you, Key. And as yeah. you know, there are three in this season. So uh, yeah, season four and season five are both big seasons, aren't they? Yeah, so, I don't want to I don't yeah, I could tell you how many are in like season five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm obviously I don't want to do that to spoil it completely for people, but you know, some strong seasons in the next run. Um so very excited about what lies ahead. And I know this season in particular is a favourite for many, for many. So this should be an exciting time for the podcast. Um, actor pick, Key. Um, okay. Who have you gone with? Right. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through all the actors and say why they're all fantastic and then pick mm-hmm. one entirely on... Arbitrary. Um, no, yeah, criteria. That only pretty much. Know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's start with Daphne. Um, I like Daphne in this episode. I don't... Um, the The interplay with Niles is great to see I love the whole oh, where's the love talk oh mm. too much here's your change um, I, I like that little whole bit between them um, the physical side of things where she's like slapping his hand and moving her hand away and um, the then the little the dialogue between her and Roz and as it builds up and she it sort of comes to blows between them I really like that whole thing um, I think she is not she her lines aren't quite as funny as some of the others. Mm. Um, so for that reason, I'm not going to give it to her. Um, Roz, oh, I, she's phenomenal with everything she does. I love the whole. Well, that's still tentative. Um, it could and, go either way. <laughs> and and that walk, that like sultry. Oh man, shoulders back and like, whew. yeah. Um, like Perry Gilpin is phenomenal in this episode knocks out the park with every line but she probably has the least to do of anyone there she doesn't really have that moment i don't think where it's all about her mm-hmm. um fraser as you say he's got so so many funny lines in this like you know we've been lying to you all evening and um you know it, it's just that's a really strong one the whole interplay between him and daphne about you know and stinky needs a ride and all this like that's a bit I really like. Um, Niles, I love Niles's. N- Niles comes, he's up there. It's between him and Martin, basically. And Niles, he's, I love his, uh, can you stay for dinner? Um, can you stay for dinner? Like the whole bit about the love toll, I love that. Um, I love the fact that he is just li- loving this moment. Like, oh, the he, exercise wants he, he never wants this night to end, like, does he? Everyone else just wants to get through it. And Martin and Niles are just along for the ride, having a great time. Mm. Um, but for me, I'm going to go with Martin for best actor pick because one, the Buzz Aldrin line, um, it just cracks me up every single time. Um, 
the line, um, I remember the first time I drove a moon crane. And just damnedly rolled it right at the sea of tranquility. <laughs> and I just love the fact that he's making the situation worse and he doesn't care. Like, mm. um, he has the great line about um, Maris, you know, oh, you couldn't stand her either. Um, so good. And, and when he, oh, it's Maris, like the fact that he's the one who's, I mean, there's absolutely no need for Roz to be Maris. No, there's just not. He just wants Roz. to make things worse. Um, so um, I love the little look word. around that he has in particular at the others when he identifies Eddie as Eddie. Mm. Um, and I love the fact that Clive never picks him up on it. Clive still thinks he's a courageous, brave astronaut. Even if the they've all tied their line to him, like when he <laughs> says the, that line, Niles just kind of looks like exasperated at the ceiling. That's a great moment from Niles as well. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it to to John Mahoney. I'm going to give it to Martin. Phenomenal choice there, Kane. Excellent kind of you know passing through the uh, the, the the actors. I have gone. It was it's between Frasier and Daphne for me. And I've gone with Daphne. Wow. Daphne was my original choice. I'm going to stick with her. She's the kind of glue, I think, <laughs> holding this episode together. Some of her deliveries of like, like the Titan of Industry line. And then when she's at the dinner table and she grabs Niles, like, it's like you're a whole different person. A, a whole, whole different, different person. person. <laughs> that is so funny to me. Really good from Jane Leaves. Um, yeah. The interplay of Roz is good because you never really get to see a bit of hostility between them two. And I think you would because... They're both pretty big personalities that are constantly around the three crane men. Um, yeah. And, you know, not to say that that's what happens, you know, but, you know, I just feel like there's always the potential for there to be a, a meeting of some some warm fronts there, a bit of thunder. Um, so I really like seeing that. And, yeah, I just her whole vibe of Niles is really funny. And the fact that she just clearly doesn't know what she wants in this episode. And it's really the instigator of all the, the farce. I just think it's it's really top. So I've uh, I've gone with Daphne there, which surprises me. <laughs> you know, I look back and I think there's this episode is strong as hell. I could have picked Niles. I could have picked. I really, really nearly picked Frasier. Um, but there you go. Kennedy Burlinky. Yeah. What accent does he have? Oh, can you can question. you share? I mean, are you? You speak to him more than I do. Obviously, I, I kind of go through you when I want to speak to the the chairman of the board. <laughs> um, You've got him on speed dial, but it's weird because I picture Kennedy very much as like um sort of a lumberjack, that mm. sort of like very yeah. American sort of like the, the check shirts and all that. Oh yeah, he loves plaid, famously um, so. But weirdly enough, when he speaks, I feel like he speaks like a Bond villain. Really? <laughs> like he's got he doesn't like cats, but he has a cat nearby just for when he needs to do a scene. Just like, yeah, just, yeah. Come here, Snowball. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bond. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Bond. So I, yeah. I imagine he speaks with a bit of a like a, a southern dandy accent. I do. Oh. I've got a bit of a you know like Savannah accent, <laughs> a little bit of that. Um I don't know why, but I... equally villainous in its yes. own way. Yeah, and and I'm sure if there's any Mexican clients listening to this podcast, please do get in touch. I'm, yeah. I feel like that's a name that could really take off in Mexico. It's you need Clive. to bust the stereotypes if you're out there, Mexican Clive. Um, you know, fight back against the, the stereotype. Um, all that remains, Key, is playing whose crane is it anyway? Um, I'm going to ask you, Key, who uses the word tummy? Tummy? Tummy. Tummy gets what? used. Um, my first thought is that it could be Roz. I feel like it's when... Because they, I'm sure they say at one stage, like, oh, you keep it tight or you're in great shape. And I feel like mm. they talk about his arms uh, and I feel they talk about his stomach and they might call it a tummy rather than a stomach. Roz feels his arms and it's like, oh, do you work out? And he's like, well, my, my shop keeps me pretty busy. Um, mm, you did say that. And or maybe Daphne says tummy, but 
or maybe Ross just then start rubbing his stomach. Like um, some guy randomly while I was in a nightclub once just rubbed my stomach. Was what the Ross? hell? He just came up to him and oh Hercules and just started rubbing my stomach. I was like, okay, well I'm gonna leave now. The I good news know. is he was probably off his nut on ecstasy or something. I think he so, was. Yeah. yeah, just feeling the love. Um, so after that little tangent, it's yeah, okay. So it's Ross or Daphne. Uh, let's say Ros. Oh, it's Daphne. No. She goes, yes, you are looking wonderfully firm. And then, yes, and that little tummy and starts rubbing his stomach. Um, and then Ros says, do you work out? But you were so close, Kate. Hand to Got every other line except that one. You did, you did. <laughs> um, shall we hop over to listen to mail this week? Let's do it. Ros, who's our next caller? Okay, so for listen to mail this week, we've got a couple of threads to go back to historically because we've been a little bit out of sync the last couple of weeks. We'll try and get through what we can. Um, forgetful memory foam puts, hi guys, I just started listening to this podcast last week at work. I'm in season two and just got past the Empire Club episode. People in rural Pennsylvania and everywhere else in my life, besides my beautiful angelic carved from a goddess's soul of a wife, oh, that's has, nice. has never heard of slash seen the show. Who knew that I'd have to just have to look across the pond, as you'd say? I'm loving what I'm hearing so far and looking forward to more and to hope to catch up to the current episode soon. P.S. to Key, I'm hearing phrases from you that I never heard that I'm going to start incorporating into my daily life. Instead of vacuuming, I'll be hoovering once a week from now on. Um, there you go. People okay. in America not say hoovering. Well, hoover's a brand, isn't it? So it's just like, it's we've just co-opted the brand as the verb. Oh. A hoover is, I... a, is, is a brand of vacuum. Wow. Is just that... Like, no, just like so you have like a Dyson, a Hoover, um, a no, Henry. Even, that's weird because I've only ever had Henrys in my life. Yeah, and like that—that that is not called a Henry Hoover. That's just what people call it because I don't think they're made by Hoover unless they are. Um, wow, Henry vacuum. Let me see. No, oh. I, no, it's it's literally it's called a Henry vacuum. A Henry Hoover is just a, is like the Mandela effect. That isn't a term, but that's see, what people call them. I feel like um, in America they'd have loved calling a vacuum a hoover because hoover was like head of the fbi wasn't he he was so um, that would be a nice little joke they could all be oh, i'm hoovering and there was a president office. herbert hoover yeah because i think really of because because of home alone too it's like uh president he says um hoover stayed here oh the vacuum guy uh no the president um <laughs> there you go so, yeah um okay so next up we've got uh me magster i think so yeah just say hi guys love the podcast thanks for all you do to make happen you were missed these past few weeks um, they note that they love the Abe Lincoln quote, of course. Yeah, had a Abe Lincoln had a brighter future when he was going to see the when he picked his tickets to the box office. Um, and they note that their mom in particular loves that line, and she often says, Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Nice, I really like that. Yeah, um, they also say, I think we may have had comments from a few people, so we may have covered this previously, but they. They give a breakdown of the different years and the grades in, in American school, which is really interesting because it's so different to ours, isn't it? It's, it makes a lot of sense. So we, um, we we had kind of pieced together that this is what it was because I, I was thinking I'd seen the film Eighth Grade, so I assumed they were about 14, and that is what they are. So um, They also go on to note, it's really interesting from their perspective, um, they don't think America has any kind of guaranteed leave and guaranteed paid leave is off the table that is it, insane it just depends on your employer that's absolutely like crazy like that you don't have a, a minimum annual leave period that you get um, <laughs> so yeah really really interesting and such a cultural difference between the two countries isn't it yeah big time um they also know on go on that if they if we're looking for an american football teams to support uh they'll put it put in a punt for the seattle seahawks 
she's a Virginia girl, but she considers Seattle her city, as that's where she started her professional career, plus the obvious Frasier connection. All the best. Beautiful. Um, I, I do like the Seahawks. Whenever I, I, I think about following a, a team in an American sport, which I, I, am, I really want to do, I really want to get into baseball, but it's just knowing where to start. And yeah. I, I recently found out in a typical baseball season, there are 2,300 and something games played. That's crazy. Each team plays about 100 and something games. Um, that is crazy. absolutely My- mental. My issue with like just following American sport is a few things. One, the time difference. It does make a huge difference. Two, you can't... I don't even know how to watch it in this country. In if you want to watch baseball, you get the MLB app and you can pay like 99p a month to listen to radio coverage, which yeah. is actually quite appealing to me because there's something I love about radio sport. It's very like 50s, isn't it? And nostalgic, yeah. yeah. Or you can pay like, I don't know, £10 a month and you can watch like any, any uh, game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, it's all so quick. Their sports are very quick. Yeah. Whereas Baseball's once... a little bit more languid, which I like. Yeah. Um, but it's still, yeah. Yeah. Whereas... I mean, baseball can kind of run on for hours, but it, you know, it's just a vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um, there we go. Um, where are we now? Sydney think... Assbasket puts Willem Key. This episode is worth waiting for. All the great trivia we as listeners have come to expect, plus some tangents, perfection. As an excellent finale, I'm fond of this episode. It's a great episode to finish season three and give some backstory. Coincidence, coincidentally, um, it's my 10-year anniversary in my current job coming up in two weeks. Listening to this podcast helped me think back on my decade, my current employer, and where it's taken me, the people I've worked with, and the people I've met on this journey. I'm so pleased a fellow Blues Blue Jays fan loves this podcast and contacted you last week. Also really excited that you both now wish to support my beloved Blue Jays. We may not be the best MLB team, but we're the best Canadian MLB team. <laughs> Love that. Um, I have high hopes for next season with the youngsters really finding their feet in the 2021 season. Let's go Blue Jays. That was written 25 days ago and the Blue Jays are in some form. Uh, it oh. has to be said. They are, other than like, I think maybe the Yankees and the Red Sox or something. They're like third in the like total. If you put all of the teams from every individual league together from the AFL and or the ALB, whatever it's, um, I can never, obviously they split it from the American league and the national league, don't they? Just like NFL. Um, don't quote me on it, but <laughs> I know, I know they're in excellent form. Um, oh, go Blue so, Jays. Go Blue Jays. Um, love I, have them. A, I, have a soft, I have a soft spot for the Red Sox. Mm. Um just because I used to watch a TV show, Boston Legal. Oh, yeah. Um, whenever anything awkward happened, they'd be like, so, how about them Red Sox? How are they doing this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, next up we have, I think the final comment on this one is um, Disgruntled Pelican 58. That's he says, one. hi, guys. Started listening a few months ago and I'm finally up to date. Thanks for a great podcast. Really enjoying the conversation and trivia every episode. I first decided to watch Frasier just a year ago after watching Binging with Babish on YouTube during quarantine. He's a huge Frasier fan and inspired me to check it out. I then learned it was a spin-off of Cheers. Well, then I had to watch Cheers first. A quirk of my personality needing to watch slash listen in chronological order and finally got to Frasier this summer. I tried to slow myself down to watching uh, an episode and then listening to your show, but couldn't help myself and finished all 11 seasons just last week. Wow. Um, thanks for all your time and effort to share this podcast with us. That's, that's amazing. I'd love to know at what stage, just something that is a really big achievement, 
mm. doesn't sound like that big an achievement, but it is. So mm. if you told me I watched every episode of The Simpsons in six months, that doesn't sound like a big achievement, but that is. That's oh, that, that's like 600-something episodes, you know. So at what stage, how long in terms of binge-watching Frasier is like the time where it doesn't sound like it's that impressive, but it's pretty damn impressive? I think if you, if you watched all of Frasier in a month, maybe. Yeah. That's pretty unbelievable going, you know, because I think you'd need to be watching. Well, no, that's 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 too long. That you need to be watching two seasons a week, more than that, two and a half seasons a week. That's a lot, isn't it? That's... A month, yeah, a month is not doable. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It depends how much free time you have. If you if you're at home a lot and you've got the episodes running, then what's the fastest anyone has binge watched Frasier? That's the let answer. us know. I want to know. Uh, I should also say, binging with Babish. I absolutely love that YouTube channel. Um, it's just a guy who cooks food from film and TV. So like, he'll that's make cool. a Krabby Patty from SpongeBob, um, or he'll just make like a meal that's iconic in like When Harry Met Sally or something. Talking um, of people who make things, have you seen this thing that was doing the rounds on social media? I think um, about a guy who made a mini Simpsons TV, oh and he my just randomly God. all the time plays episodes from the first eleven seasons. I would give anything for that. Oh, he, he released the manual on how to make it, and I don't understand the first word of it, so I can't. But Did he, is he like a Raspberry Pi computer? Is that what he's used? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and my god! It's just—it's phenomenal. This guy, give him a Nobel Prize, like in engineering oh, or something. It's if you, incredible. If you could have one of them for Fraser as well, and just literally just sit it on the desk, just how yeah. cozy would that be? Like a little ambient something to just. Oh, run I in. would love it. Honestly, it would be incredible. What an achievement that guy! <laughs> so freaking, mate. You've got so a great idea. Cool. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, there's—I remember seeing someone on Reddit who made like a hard drive. It, was, it wasn't even a hard drive; it's like a little box like this that you plugged in via USB to your DVD player, and it would basically—it had seasons one to fifteen of The Simpsons on. Um, there was no menu; it would just run them in order, or you flicked a button and it would put them in shuffle. Um, oh, that'd be so much fun! And he made it for his wife, and I just thought even that is sick. Like, obviously, yeah. the TV thing is its own unique thing, but really, really cool. Um, yeah. So. Love that. Um, <clears throat> and actually made, by the way, something from Binging with Babish the other day because he puts recipes up and I made his uh, his chickpea masala. Um, Ooh, how'd it go? It was actually really nice, but a little bit too spicy. Um, Charles couldn't couldn't handle the heat. So um, I'll have to make it again with less less spice. Um, okay, we're okay. Oh, don't you include to... that pepper, mate. That Ginster's sausage rolls. I didn't really like that. <laughs> That's what does you. Oh, there's like. Um, do you want to move over to the live episode one? Yes. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go. So on to the live episode uh, uh, comments and listen to Mal now. Sydney Asbasket again puts, Will and Keys, you've both been incredibly pleased and proud of yourselves. Your podcast has built a community, got people talking globally. They talk daily via Facebook Messenger, etc. about the podcast and Fraser itself. Huge well done on last night's episode. Very unique and something I've never heard from from any other podcast. That's very kind, though I should say. We we have not invented the... uh, the live podcast episode. Um, very, very, you know, if, if, if it's the first time Sydney's heard that, then that's, that's awesome. But um, I'm very much taking the idea from podcasts I've listened to um, to have a live episode. Sorry, which, I wasn't... Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Which, is there a full thing of this guy I've never done a live episode, have they? Possibly not. Um, no. Just stuff you should know that I listen to. And just a lot of podcasts. It's quite common. The Alan Partridge one, Monkey Tennis. Um, so... 
Sorry I wasn't available for this episode due to family matters. I appreciate you reading out the info of supply for the coffee count. More to follow in the future. Keep it up, the piano, and on to season four, yours, Sydney. Uh, next up, we've got Dispatcher 9. She says, guys, this episode was so good, and I was not expecting to be called out on it, but I was very excited to be a part of, even if I couldn't attend. Ah. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait for the start of the next season. So Dispatcher 9 was the person who came up with the idea, I think. Who I think so. It. Yeah. So I, another I shout so. out to Dispatcher 9. So thank you for the idea. and We're really glad you enjoyed it. Absolutely. MK puts, lads, I'm so excited to get to season four with you all, though not in my top ten. I really do enjoy this episode. Trivia and fun bits of the two Mrs. Cranes, including Clive, Donnie, and Niles. Daphne will have been engaged as many times as Frasier, Nanny wow. G, Diane, and Liv. And now that is a good fun bit. That yeah, is a good trivia. A good fun fact. Martin seems to be following his own army buddy nicknaming rule when he fabricates the reason for Buzz Aldrin being called Buzz. Oh, <laughs> right. scared of bees. He's scared, scared of bees. <laughs> um, Martin also seems rather eager to improvise this false reality, whereas he shows the stark opposite reaction when told to pretend in Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. Doesn't he? <laughs> the little, <laughs> little Jewish question at the end there. Um, very true. He embraces farce here, but then later in that episode, he can't be dealing with it. So. I mean, what are we doing? We're not Jewish. We're not Jewish. They were hugging by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, call back to Bonnie Weems, of course, which we've, we've mentioned. Um, there is a full flowering tree in the background of the apartment that I think is new to this season. Just noticed it. Seems pretty large, given Fraser's on the 19th floor. I missed this. I noticed this. You can see a tree in the background, and I really? don't recall seeing it before. Is it like maybe. on the balcony, like potted? No, no, you can see... Like in the distance, when when he goes, oh, is that the space needle? Um, you can see it's not the space needle. Big. <laughs> you, you can see what looks like a tree. Oh my god! Okay, um, well, I'm I'm putting the episode back on in a minute so to go and look at that. If that is a, I mean, that's a huge tree, isn't it? So, that's that's terrifyingly big. It's like a, yeah. a sequoia. Um, <laughs> it's taken know. out half of Seattle if that ever falls out. Day of the bloody triffids. Um, Fraser jokingly quips he hopes he can be a clown for Megan's birthday party. Later, Niles says, send in the clowns. Never mind, they're already here when Fraser and Ross come back from the balcony. So yeah, big kind of Sondheimy clown vibe going on um, in this episode. And I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain send in the clowns. The, the lyrics are about like kind of a middle-aged marriage that's falling apart a little bit or... I don't know. It's there's a distance there. Um, you know, like the, the the opening lyric is like, "Isn't it rich? Aren't we a pair? You here at last on the ground, and me in midair and stuff." Like there's this idea of like them out of sync, and um, I can oh. just hear Sinatra singing it. It's just beautiful. Yeah. See, Actually. I hear Krusty going, "Those laffy daffy clowns." <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but slightly yeah. different vibes, but yeah. Beautiful um, stuff. Shall I read the next two? Because they're both very short. I think. Go for it. Go um, for it. So Reckler just says, uh, "Great fun, guys. Didn't mind at all that it was two hours long. So good to know. I know you. You seem quite worried that we were at the time. It we were did feel there, like so. it was. Go- yeah, I just don't want to take the pee of people like that were there for the you know the afternoon. But if people were there and happy to stay, then we can we can let them run for as long as they need to. And then Crabber uh, eighty eight says, "Great season recap, gents." I cannot wait for the season four review. Some of the best episodes has one. It also has my all-time favorite line and delivery in this season. So really be interested to know what that is. Was it Buzz Aldrin? That's the question. <laughs> um, happy podcasting. I'm really looking forward to this season. 
Yeah, I'd love to know what that is. So please let us know. Um, Cam Winston puts, lads, congratulations on a wonderful season three and welcome to season four. The live episode was fantastic and wonderful to be a part of. It was also lovely to put some faces to names of the members who comment each week. The first episode of season four is an absolute ripper and one of my favourites. Clive is an absolute fan favourite and sometimes gets a hard time for his Manchester accent. But that's fine as it's all in the name of entertainment, right? Just ask Daphne. <laughs> anyway, peace. And as always, hashtag up the villa. Okay, that's one up the villa. Okay, so you keep counting, mate. One up the villa. <laughs> um, and then do we have... Yeah, I think Ludicrous Poppendre says, uh, I unfortunately was unable to tune in live, but what a treat to listen to later. Loved the trivia, loved the season recap, loved the listener mail, loved it all. Uh, thanks again so much for doing what you do and doing it so well. P.S. Your 100th episode is coming soon. Any plans? Oh. Most sincerely, Ludicrous Bob and Jay. I, I didn't ha- even think about uh, that. Yeah, I haven't at the moment. Um, but do you have any any thoughts or ideas there, Kit? I think we just get a walk-on bit for the um, the, re- the remake or the Re- I think whatever. we should, personally. Yeah, just, um, you know. <laughs> Are you just going into podcasting and we're showing them ropes? I, this, is, this is how we like to do it. We uh, we play. We got a guy called Kennedy Burling, you know. <laughs> it kind of makes sense that he would go into podcasting because, like, Same. that's the you know the twenty first century equivalent or the twenty tens post equivalent of what he did. Mm. Um, so who knows? Yeah. Um, I think if if we lived like I don't know, maybe if we lived closer to more people that listened, we could have like a little thousand show style Fraser Crane day somewhere. Um, but you know that's. That's a Somewhat lot of difficult, isn't it? <laughs> difficult, a lot of planning, and yeah. in the current climate, probably just not viable. But um, I don't know. I don't just want to say let's do another live episode because they'll lose their novelty. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll think about something we could do. Um, you know, we'll say. Um, we'll say. We'll say. We'll say. <laughs> Doctor Crane. I think what we Dr. could Crane. do actually, we could get if they want to do listeners to. I don't know, like phone into the show in some way. We could have like a little. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have like a little interactive. I don't know. That's just basically a live episode. It's very similar to a live episode. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. You're just taking away the visual element. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Um, I'll we'll leave it. If anyone has any suggestions, then please let us I know. know. I mean, maybe we could. I don't know. I thought maybe we could do like a get a couple. Like maybe do like pick names out of a hat or something. Have like five or six people, and rather than doing like just like the live listen match, have a sort of like a round table discussion or something like that about an episode. And ooh. Um, but again, I don't know how that would work and if that would be an idea. I, I like that a lot. I'm just thinking, obviously, because we, we could like put, or again, we could put episodes into a hat and mm. pick an episode out. But then if it's an episode that we've already done, how do we negotiate? We don't want to repeat ourselves. And if it's an episode that's to come, then we're kind of negating the review yeah. that's going to come. But, so I, nice. but I really like that. Also, I don't want to just make it about the podcast because one, there's not that much to say and that's very narcissistic. Um, but I'm just... I'm just mm. I don't know. We could maybe mm, there's some really good vibes there though. We could maybe talk about like the afterlives of the people, like you know, the films Kelsey Grammer's been in or David Hyde Pierce, and yeah. just have a discussion about Frasier beyond Frasier. Um, oh, that's good. I like that. Just stuff like try talk talk about Toy Story 2. Um I, I had an idea to try and watch. I thought um in terms of films, I thought oh, I can't decide what to watch. And I thought I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna pick a random actor and just go through their filmography on Wikipedia mm. from start to finish. And just go through their career. And that was a bad idea. Um, I started with Robert De Niro. Watched oh. the first film he was in. And it is weird. It what is was really... the first film he was in? Oh, let me get the name of it for you. It's just, it's really weird. Um, I'm, I'm, I didn't have a clue what was happening most of the time. Um, it was just 
really strange. And he wasn't actually in it that much at all. Right. Um, I just, I didn't even recognize him for half of it. It was just a really, really weird film. Um, it is called, get it up, filmography. Damn you, Robert De Niro, for being in so many things. I have to cut up on a Is it place. called Three Rooms in Manhattan? No, it's called Greetings, 1968. Oh, so yeah, he was uncredited in Three Rooms in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, here's So greetings. I started with the one that he was credited in. And it's just, it's really weird. And I have not watched Sam's song, which will be next because of that reason. So, wow. Greetings I'm still also Brian doing, De Palma as well. I'm still also doing my yearly run through, picking a film from like 19. Yeah, wh- wh- where are you on that? I'm not as far as I should be. I am oh, up damn. to, uh, I think it's like 1946. Okay. Um, let me just find. I have a lot of different... Okay, so 1939, I watched Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. 1940, The Great Dictator. 1941, Citizen Kane. Dreadful film. Never watch it. Oh, um, my goodness. 1942, Casablanca. Mm. Surprisingly good. Um, 1943, Jitterbugs. Laura and Hardy. Loved it. Nice. Um, 1944, Laura. Yeah. Uh, 1945, Brief Encounter. Ooh. Awful film. Really? Absolutely dreadful. Awful. Goodness it wasn't quite me. as... It was up there with Citizen Kane as a bad film. And then 1946, The Al Jolson Story. Um, I'm meant to watch Gentleman's Agreement next, which I think may have Gregory Peck in it, but I, I'm not... As you can see, I've been doing this several months and I've watched like six films, so I'm making slow progress. <laughs> well, it's a really good like thing to do. I, I like it. Um, I just, just basically just... these are the lengths I go to to not have to make a decision. In my oh, life. I need that. Okay, <laughs> I need that because it's just otherwise you scroll it's just me forever. Scrolling through Netflix, going it makes me feel sick. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll be back next week with uh, season four, episode two, which is okay. Uh, Love bites dog. Love bites dog. Which is an episode I mentioned earlier because it has a Stephen Sondheim reference in. So we have two back-to-back Sondheims. There you go. Wow. These they should have put called this this the Sondheim sound Sondheim track. season. There oh, you that go. Means so much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but until then, I've been Will. I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.